All right, Mike, let's go ahead and prepare to get canceled. Let's have our apology videos ready for release. You know, got to prepare in case we say something people uh, think is offensive. I, I'm not asking for forgiveness. I'm asking for you to grow with me. I'll bring in my dog, too, just to really hammer it home, bud. And your ukulele. You exactly gotta, gotta exactly <laughs> it's let's make it let's make it a musical number i think that's a really wise way of solving it all right guys well welcome to the messed up at midnight podcast the show that's here to bring you the beefiest manliest podcast in the world i'm your host max Steele, and as always i'm joined by the mtv movie award winner for best kiss it's michael flaherty everybody oh my god i was just Given Tobey Maguire a big sloppy one on the lips in 2009 when he was a grown man and I was 13. <laughs> it's it all, all for the movie. All for the movie. Little do y'all know, but it was actually with Harden Scott in the deleted scene. I'm not letting that go. It's, it's, again, again, I was the same age. I was. It's, what, you it's been the same, still is illegal. Well, you would have been the same age as Harden Scott, uh, you know, at that year. So, eh, sure, why not? Oh, Works out God. fine. God, so, I wish anyways, could go to jail. Me too, Mike. Anyways, Manvember rolls on, and today we are talking about the 2008 comedy action war film that absolutely could not be made today: Tropic Thunder, and it's about a washed-up action star an overly serious method acting Academy Award winner, a drug addict comedian, a rapper, and a novice actor going to make a war movie when this movie they're working on turns into a real-life war in Southeast Asia. Mike, what did you think of Tropic Thunder? Dude, what can I say about this movie that hasn't been said to death? This is a classic. I feel like... This is going to be a real stroke sesh. Like the mm-hmm. other one was like, we were really surprised and we were like, wow, this is really deep and really interesting. This is, I mean, if you watched our super bad video, like mm-hmm. this is going to be the same goddamn thing. This is a oh, kick ass yeah. movie. It harkens back to just the same goofy, dumb action, but it also has heart to it. Mm-hmm. It's got character development. It's good. It's a fan fucking tastic movie. Yeah, dude, this movie is just, it's hilarious. I mean, the jokes, they come at you quick. When we're going through it, the movie later, I missed a shit ton of jokes. So I highly Mm -hmm. recommend that Mm -hmm. all of you listening go watch Tropic Thunder. There are just so many quotable lines here. We also have a star-studded cast here with Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, Jay Baruchel, Brandon T. Jackson, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Matthew McConaughey, Nick Nolte, and possibly one of the most confusing choices for an actor to play this character on paper, Tom Cruise as Les Grossman. It, I gotta it's say, it's amazing. I have to say the 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 picking for meth for the actors in this movie is mm-hmm. fantastic. It didn't. It felt like a star-studded cast that would rival New Year's Eve. However, mm-hmm. it actually felt like they put care and effort into what role they would pl- they where they would play. And the best one this is like this is like that that food combination that in your head sounds horrible and then you taste it and you go, "Oh my god. Oh my god, I prefer this now." Like like my my version is is a uh, 
is a hot chili peppers and chocolate. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds horrible to you, but you do it and you're just like, oh my God, I can't get enough of this. This is great. It's And that's Tom Cruise. This may be my favorite Tom Cruise character role. Like he's acted better. He's acted better. But this is my favorite fucking role he's ever been in. Dude, I mean, people like, okay, so Tom Cruise wanted to keep his part in this movie a secret, but a picture ended up leaking online of him on set that he actually like got so pissed off about that he went down the route of legal action. But some people still did not hear about that and were so shocked at the end of the movie when you just see <laughs> Tom Cruise as Les Grossman, which it's so which so which fair. Yeah, no, fair, fair, because Tom Cruise now and then he was his whole shtick was he was an action guy. That's all he ever did. The the most out there he did in terms of movies was Risky Business, Born on the Fourth of July, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, Vanilla Sky. Those are the wild movies that aren't part of his normal repertoire. This dude, all he did was jump out of airplanes and and shoot guns. Like, so having him having him play a Harvey Weinstein lookalike is so great, so great. Now, keep in mind, we're only talking about a character who is like in the movie for maybe at most like five minutes, like at fucking yes. most. Now, I want to talk oh. about some of the other actors. I actually well, I actually wasn't going to bring this up because there's a lot of other stuff I want to be talking about. But when we were talking about star-studded cast, Ben Stiller, he originally wanted to cast one Keanu Reeves as Tug Speedman, and he wanted himself <laughs> to be Rick Peck, Matthew McConaughey's role. Which, Shut dude, front door. if we had Keanu, like, I think that would, like, imagine an alternate timeline where instead of Keanu Reeves' is like big break back into like mainstream wasn't John Wick, it was Tropic Thunder. Yeah, because I, I that would be such a crazy, weird sort of deal mm-hmm. because I, again, I like that you, I like that you mentioned his big break. Because at least in the twenty, I, at, least I think, in the 20 at least in the twenty first century, because you know he did the exactly. Matrix, obviously. Exactly, but the thing is, is Matrix Matrix Reloaded happened, and Matrix Revolutions we're all going to pretend didn't happen. So as a result of it, Keanu Reeves' career was slowly just like petering out. So the idea of him playing Tug Speedman in Tropic Thunder. That's that's even more hysterical to me. I still like that Ben Stiller did it, but honestly, if we could have an ultra serious Tug Speedman, that would be fantastic. Now, I want to talk about the production of Tropic Thunder. It was directed by Ben Stiller, and he originally came up with the idea of Tropic Thunder while working on Empire of the Sun back in 86, one of his first movie roles. And, you know, he had friends who acted in Platoon, and his friends would talk about how intense their quote-unquote boot camp was and how it made them you know feel like real soldiers and considering the fact that doing a boot camp and actually being in an active war zone are two totally different things stiller naturally found this funny so he came up with an idea for a film about actors who go to a boot camp and then return home with ptsd and then this idea just sat for years until he met a writer justin thoreau and they started writing this movie it's that's such a great sort of 
little t- little fun fact tidbit that you threw out there because you can absolutely see that sort of self-importance get scattered throughout the movie. Every mm-hmm. single actor and high roller that's in the movie is so very self-important about all of their things. It's, oh my God, I can't do this. I don't feel like this should be, I don't read the script. The mm-hmm. script reads me. And it's, you just see all of this very congratulatory attitude towards mm-hmm. towards acting and all of that. So it, it's very funny that you mentioned that because that totally ties in with the entire energy of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like trying to be also like you said, self congratulatory. And this production also uh, was not without its issues. They filmed in Hawaii mm-hmm. and had issues with the re- the weather and the terrain of filming in the woods and you know moving the equipment. Jack Black bruised his ribs members of the crew had to be hospitalized with centipede bites and another issue came with uh the makeup process of robert downey jr which took two hours to put on oh no which leads me to some of the controversies that this movie has and uh, critics of this movie have found issues uh, primarily with regards to the movie's use of blackface and liberal usage of the R word, which refers to people with intellectual disabilities. Now, Mike, mm-hmm. I want you to go into details and explain to me your honest, unfiltered thoughts on the controversies behind Tropic Thunder and le- just leave no stone unturned. I want you to address everything. <laughs> Absolutely. Allow me to get my tight black t-shirt, bald head, and aviators on so I can really tell you what I what I feel. No. Uh yeah, it's we're two white dudes. So let's we're two white dudes from like middle class families. So I think the idea of us stating anything related to the intricacies of the issues that this movie has is probably the stupidest thing we could conceivably do so we're gonna we're gonna leave it to the people who are affected by these things and move on you know mike i kind of like that idea we're just gonna just yeah you you can do your we're not gonna bring that onto this podcast you know because because we like to we want people to come to this podcast without having to worry about any problems going on in the outside world just to serve as a nice little escape wouldn't you agree mike Absolutely, absolutely. We're just here to we're just here to giggle. We're just here to giggle and get and maybe get a little inebriated, but mostly giggle. So, Mike, let's just get to the ever most important question that we have here on this podcast, which is: If Tropic Thunder were a drink, what would it be, and why? Okay, all right, everybody, strap in. This is again we, because we're doing the Hangover Month again, like we did last year. Manvember. Get ready for some Manvember. It's the man. It's a. It's got a manly little spin on it. It felt wrong to make this bad because this movie is good. So this. So I'm gonna. I tried my best to make a good cocktail. And because this movie does play take place in the tropics, both in plot and in actual filming locations, I'm gonna. I made it a little more. A little more tropical. That's my flair going on with this cocktail. So for so let's start with the characters. I think saying this is one singular liquor is that's possible, but I don't want to do that. I think that each character plays their own sort of 
they both take they all take the center stage in certain capacities. You can say Ben Stiller's the main character, and that's very true, but I still feel like all of the actors in the movie really do have their own moment in the spotlight in equal amount. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna pick liquors for each of them. Okay. First we have Tug Speedman himself, Mr. Ben Stiller. What an I actor want name, you. by the way. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike, but dude, Tug that Speedman. Is, what a dude, name. I, that's, that's, that is, that's, again, hey, you've got Max Steele. So, I mean, you've got, like, that Hollywood sort of, like, action name. You you look like you need to have, a, sound like you need to have an M16 in your right hand. Like, I mean, who's to say I don't right now? Absolutely. It's like you're like one of those people who's who's doing instead of Edward Edward Forty hands, it's Edward M sixteen hands. Oh my god. <laughs> it's I'm a lead okay, but no no no. I'm a lead for no. All right. So Ben Stiller, Tug Speedman, grab yourself a Bud Light Orange. Mm. You know, classic American, you know. He's your washed up actor. So he's not so he's not no longer good enough to be an actual bud. And he's he's kind of weaning off of Bud Light territory and becoming has been person territory. So let's throw in a Bud Light orange. Okay. Next we have Jack Black's character, fucking Jeff Portnoy, who's literally just supposed to be Eddie Murphy. Like, but just with a heroin addiction. Actually, it oh. was based off of Chris uh Chris Farley. Oh, Chris Farley. Well, yeah, there. You, well, that's how you get the drug addiction in. That's that's you where go. you get the drug stuff. <laughs> and then you know what? Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, so let's get an ounce of coconut rum in because you look at Jack Black and oh my God, how can you hate Jack Black? Much like you look at Chris Farley and go, God, how can anyone hate Chris Farley? Coconut rum, it gets the party started. Throw an ounce mm-hmm. in. Kirk Lazarus, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. plays an Australian man. Playing a black man. <laughs> he is he is based off of Daniel Day Lewis, and it is very it's so his character is very self-important, mm-hmm. very sort of I have 14 Oscars and all of my movies are very deep. Um, so for all of those really like over-the-top characters, get an overproof Jamaican rum. Just something mm. with just such it's it's got so much depth, you're kind of rolling your eyes going, okay, I think we can stop now. All right. I think we can I think we can just keep it at rum. And you're like, no, it needs to be deeper. So get an ounce of Jamaican rum. Next we have Al Pacino. The 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 Nelly knockoff himself hustling pimp juice and everything so or booty sweat as it's called so for that i want you to get and busting up bar it's i want you to get an ounce of a 50 50 of vodka and nelly's own pimp juice pour that into pour that into an ounce and then pour it in finally we have jay baruchel's character kevin sandusky awful last name you know post Post 2012, but mm. you know, it's mm. <laughs> all right. We're going to move past that. He is very much the new actor who's along for the ride. He's very much the voice of reason throughout the movie. The person who's very like, guys, I think you guys are being ridiculous about this. So for that, get an ounce of Sprite, preferably tropical flavor if you can get it. Cause you know, we have a little orange coconut rummy sort of thing going on. So if you can get the tropical, you can, but no, no shame. If not 
Finally, we have the setting. The setting of both sunny Los Angeles and Southeast Asia, where you have just just a whole host of just uh, you know drug traffickers and all this fun stuff. Get a get a, get some pineapple juice in your life. One ounce of pineapple juice. Mm. Finally, we have the characters, not including Les Grossman, but we have Matthew McConaughey's character. We have Danny McBride. We have uh, Nick Nolte who plays Four Leaf. We have all these characters who will have something really cool to offer, as well as the bad guys. So for that, take a half ounce of lime juice, squirt it in. Finally, we have my favorite part of the movie, the man himself, Tom Cruise as Les Grossman. <laughs> Grab some fucking Spanish fly because he's based off of a complete monster of a human and drop that into yeah. your drink. And then make sure you serve it to only yourself. Put down the fucking hatch, baby. So run, so run through those ingredients for me one more time, Mike. So we got okay. uh, Bud Light Orange. It's, it's 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 literally it borders on Long Island iced tea territories in terms of yeah a little bit. It's you're gonna get wasted. Okay, so one ounce coconut rum, one ounce Jamaican rum, one ounce Bud Light orange, one ounce of vodka and pimp juice, one ounce tropical sprite, one ounce pineapple juice, half an ounce lime juice, and a, and a little dash of Spanish fly. You see, our drinks are very different for this one. That's, that's the first time in a while that they're very different. You know, mainly because Barbie Month, we both had Pink Whitney. So, what are you gonna do? It was uh, a it was a fucking echo chamber of Pink Whitney. <laughs> but I I like it. It's, it's that definitely seems like a nice nice little sip in drink. You know, something you know, get a little trouble. Get the party started. If you're if you're not if you if you chug this, you're gonna be in the hospital. Like. I mean, challenge accepted. We got to start doing drink tastings again, dude. Oh, um, oh Lord. <laughs> You're like, I'd rather not. <laughs> it's dude. My stuff. Oh, dude. My stomach was doing backflips for days after that. <laughs> but dude, I like it. A nice sip and drink. I like the rum. I like the rum. I did not mm-hmm. include rum in my cocktail. And I think you'll see. You'll see. See what I'm going with. Ooh. All right. So a comedy war movie with a bunch of prima donna actors. So for this drink, since it features movie stars, you know, that's a central part of the movie, you know, go go a little bit, you know, go more expensive with this one. You know, that's what we got to do. You know, buy the name brand, treat yourself a little bit with this drink. I think that the base for this movie is tequila. It's silly. It's fast. You know, it, it's it just it has to be. So let's make it a Don Julio Blanco. Let's say three ounces. Toss that in there. And next, we got the vibes for the movie. It's silly. It's summertime, you know, trying to do the summer blockbuster thing uh, being released, you know, even though it was released in August, kind of cutting it close there. I'm going to say get some lemonade. Pour six ounces of lemonade in, you know, the expensive stuff, you know, go 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 a few steps higher than Minute Maid. I see you guys. Next, let's look at our actors in this movie. Let's let's add some things in this movie to get it going. We got Tug Speedman. Ben Stiller, he's like our action star. He's our lead, so we'll put in like a little bit more for him. Let's say for him, one and a half ounces of ginger ale. Simple, all-American, sure. Next, we got Kirk Lazarus, Robert Downey Jr., our, our serious auteur. Let's add in an ounce of scotch. It has to be aged at least 15 years. You know, Give this movie a little bit of depth going there. Jeff Portnoy. 
Jack Black. He's our comedian. Add in half an ounce of lime juice. Silly. Keep it simple. We got Al Pacino, Brandon T. Jackson, our rapper. Add half an ounce of Hennessy. Again, we're keeping it simple. Lastly, to round this whole thing together, we need less Grossman. I mean, the dude steals every scene he's in, so obviously we need something for him. But I didn't want to include anything in the drink. I felt the drink was kind of like, you know, solid as is. I want you to drink this drink while listening to Ludacris's Get Back and dance to it while you put explosions on your TV. Just a, just like a, a one-hour just YouTube video of just explosions going on. And look at that and just fucking dance and party. And that's this movie. Uh, you you gotta be doing the same dance that les grossman does you gotta be doing the get the fuck back motherfucker get back as you're sipping on tequila lemonade ginger ale scotch and fucking what are the what's the jeff portnoy and al pacino one uh half an ounce of lime juice and uh, half an ounce of hennessy oh my god lime juice and hennessy Okay, yours is definitely like a chugging party starter. Mine is like a party ender. So I but I do like there's still party. There's a there's an ed, there's a overall theme of party, which I respect. Tell you what, listeners, if you want to post yourself dancing to uh Ludacris's get back while drinking one of our cocktails, post it on social media and let us know. We are not fronting anybody's hospital bills. You are an adult. Yeah. You choose to do that. We are not responsible for your decisions. As- I'd yeah, no, you know what? Solve your own damn problems. <laughs> Paddle your own canoe, asshole. It's we don't have the money to pay for you. All right, guys, we'll go crack go go grab your drink and let's talk about Tropic Thunder. One thing I like about this movie is that we are immediately thrust in with it. You know, we don't get like opening like company logos or anything. We are thrust right into it with Al Pacino, Brandon T. Jackson's character, pushing booty sweat and bust a nut bar. Fun fact, when this movie was getting promoted, Paramount actually made cans of booty sweat and fun fact number two, this was uh, this was also filmed on Thanksgiving morning. So Brandon T. Jackson That's went so- to go film this and then went to go have, you know, a nice Thanksgiving dinner with his family. <laughs> I do love that. He was sitting there doing booty sweat and then he goes, all right, everybody, are you ready to cut the turkey? Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so- funny, though. I dig that. <laughs> so the rest of these opening trailer bits are we have. Tug Speedman, Ben Stiller's character, action hero, starring in a series of shitty action movies called Scorcher, and he also is carrying around babies for some reason. Then we have Jeff Portnoy, Jack Black, you know, comedy actor, you know, pulling a Tyler Perry and starring in every character in uh, The Fatties, Fart 2. It's a bunch of fart jokes. Then we have Kirk Lazarus, Robert Downey Jr., serious Academy Award qualifying actor in a movie about gay priests called Satan's Alley. Also, Toby Maguire is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, best kiss himself, Toby. Toby Maguire. <laughs> Mike, what do you think of this way to open the movie? I, I, I just, I always love, I always love when when movies go outside of the box mm-hmm. with this kind of stuff. Specifically, them doing the sort of prima donna intro 
for all of these characters, I just think is so well crafted mm-hmm. and it gives you literally a taste of every single character. And it's because you as an audience member have been subjected to so much garbage movie trailers mm-hmm. that you can look at something and go, Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. I know the vibe. Yeah, I know. I know exactly who this asshole's going to be. Like, and be- you can look at you can look at Kirk Lazarus's trailer and go, "Oh, he's he's up his own ass." <laughs> and because it leans so heavily into it, I mean, quite literally, Al Pacino's the first line of this movie is Al Pacino saying, "I love to pussy," and you're like, <laughs> "Okay," I you know, leaning hard into it, you're like, "Done." I get it. Tug Speedman, ch- uh, cheesy voiceover action star. Uh, shitty, you know, like man standing with hair flowing in the wind. You're like, we get it. Jack Black, <laughs> Jeff Portnoy leaning heavy into that, you know, crude humor, f- just fart, making a career out of fart jokes. I, makes sense. Kirk Lazarus, again, being just so, I am an actor. I, I love what I do. I just love, of all of these trailers, I think... <laughs> And this is how I know I got a freaking child's humor. I actually, the one that made me go like, huh, hell yeah. It was, was the fucking Jack Black one. Because it's just Jack Black ripping ass in different clothes. So I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely, absolutely what we're going for. Funny for 30 seconds? Sure. Funny for a whole movie? Absolutely not. Yeah, no, 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 for a, not for a whole damn movie, but for like absolutely 10, 20 seconds. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, okay, now he cuts black. Voiceover. In the winter of 1969, an elite force of U.S. Army was set, uh, sent on a top secret uh, assignment in southeast Vietnam. The objective? Rescue Sergeant Fourleaf Tayback from a heavily guarded NVA prison camp. This mission was considered a near suicide. Of the 10 men sent, four returned. Of the four, of those four, three wrote wrote books. Of those three, two were published. Of those two, just one got a movie deal. This is the story of the men who attempt to make that movie. And then we open on three fucking helicopters flying over a forest to the soundtrack of The Temptations. If there's one thing I know, if you want to make a manly movie, put a <laughs> helicopter in it. I'm just learning that maybe our manly movies are all just war like it's yeah. it's 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 there's like we did we would when we and i sat next to each other we would we got to do a man member we both literally just sort of started to put a list together and most of them were just about war and i'm like yeah you know what there's there is a, there is a sort of toxicness to where you're like what's more manly than just death and, and just destruction listen man i'm going to war with my thoughts every day things are not going well uh, I need I just, help. You're, you're like, you're like, my, you're like, my, my I'm, fi- I'm fighting my inner demons. <laughs> so the helicopters, they fire missiles, shoot down on soldiers. People are exploding. We get a Wilhelm scream. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, we it see, is. We see a bunch of the actors. Newcomer Jay Baruchel, young actor here. Jack Black is like yelling at Jay Baruchel, and he gets stabbed. Jay Baruchel gets like his intestines ripped out, and Al Pacino. <laughs> it looks like raw turkey just put on him. It does. <laughs> it does. Like, well, that's the part that's funny because you because there are other movies like Hellraiser and like Terrifier who would do like actual viscera, and you're like, whoa. And then there's just this movie, which is just leaning into its ridiculousness by making its viscera just look like raw meat, <laughs> dude. Again. 
just playing into that satire, going making things be 10 out of 10. In fact, I think I remember seeing an interview where Ben Stiller was saying, look, we wanted even like the explosions to be funny. You can make things funny and blow them up too. And yeah. I mean, you can see like in the explosions with this movie, they're fucking big, bombastic, nothing realistic about it at all. Yeah. It's 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 so over the top. I absolutely love it. <laughs> so all the actors, they get loaded up in a helicopter. It's looking hopeless when Ben Stiller runs out from a forest and gets shot at by soldiers like so many fucking times. Like I'm pretty sure like 60% of his body is at least lead now. <laughs> it just it's it's just so everything is just we're literally hanging on to every single like bit because in this scene there's just jokes everywhere and it's just every single piece of this is just so chef's kiss mm-hmm. in terms of spoofing like all of these movies like the deer hunter platoon mm-hmm. like all of heart of darkness all of these war movies mm-hmm. and so we see tug speedman he's dying but robert downey jr again <laughs> Kirk La- his, Robert Downey Jr. is playing an Australian guy. Uh, but well, he, uh, well, according to the movie, he goes under surgery, so he's a he is blackface. There we go. So Robert Downey Jr. runs it <laughs> in to, like save Ben Stiller. It's just absolute chaos when an enemy soldier tosses a grenade at the helicopter, but Ben Stiller is able to fucking stop it with his hands, and yeah. Tug, uh, Tug Speedman and Kirk uh, Lazarus, they share some final words. As Tug dies, we see his hands are just like car- comically cartoonish, like blown up. And, you know, Tug is like, I'm going to teach you how to juggle, Kirk. I promise. It's just so emotional, so fucking over the top. Jack Black is literally hanging off of a helicopter, just shooting people. And then we turn around and see the film crew. They're on a film set. They got like big explosions coming up soon. There's a conflict with the director. It's the typical stressed out film set talk. If you've ever seen a film set depicted in a movie. Mm-hmm. And then we cut over to one motherfucking Danny McBride, the explosives yes. expert. I love it. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I well, one thing I do love about Danny McBride in a lot of these movies, in in a lot of these uh, comedy bits, so Tropic Thunder, mm-hmm. uh, Pineapple Express, um, this is the end. Danny McBride always plays this. It always feels like Danny McBride plays the same character in 100%. a different, in a different, in a different like setting. But unlike people who get typecasted, like Adam Sandler. Like, it doesn't feel tired. Like, I'm not like, oh, dang it, Danny McBride's on screen. I'm like, hell yeah, Kenny motherfucking Powers. Why don't you show, show us once he's bounding down? And not the first time we've talked about him on the podcast. If you remember, he had a he was cast in Zeroville and had like a big leading role, but was only in one scene. Remember that Love fucking it. movie? I don't I, I I don't. I don't. That movie actually was ass. That movie was actual ass. But you want to know who else is here, Mike? Ooh. It's Bill Hader. Oh, the man himself. What? I feel like we say that for like every actor. Stephen Hawking, the man himself. <laughs> it's just, I just, well, I'm just, I like, it's just Bill Hader. I'm like, hell yeah, Bill. Good to see you, bud. Like, so actually, so there's a bunch of confusion going on on this film set. There are some jets flying towards the film set for a big explosion and Nick Nolte is also here as the original Four Leaf Tayback. This movie just goes so fucking fast. 
And uh, so anyways, uh, sorry, the director accidentally signals Danny McBride because he's, you know, having a fucking like meltdown. So Danny McBride causes the explosion again, big, bombastic, comedic. There goes the fucking budget, guys. And that's our (laughs) opening scene. And I want to mention that Tropic Thunder took 13 weeks to film with and uh, this in in total. And this opening scene took three of those 13 weeks to film it's quite a fucking bit oh my god (laughs) i gotta say as the writer and director the bit would be so dry by week three like i wouldn't even find it funny anymore i would just go i hate the stupid bit stupid bit has cost me like 10 million dollars you gotta think ben stiller was the director of this movie and he is also the star of this movie (laughs) That is true. He was tired of this. I don't know. Exactly. Well, that's always the issue with like these like comedy things that you just stretch along. Mm -hmm. Like it's just at a certain point, they're just not funny anymore. And you're just kind of just reciting it. So like hats off to him for sticking to a bit for three straight weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, damn. Dude, I, the people behind the scenes have a really hard job because while we experience it in like 90 minutes they experience it for like a fucking that same 90 minutes for like a year or more depending on you know if you're writing <laughs> directing editing whatever you might be doing my, my hat's off yeah to exactly behind the scenes yeah they are they're always unsung so now we cut to a news report by Maria Menounos talking about the blunder of Tropic <laughs> Thunder and the director of the film Damien Cockburn can't control his actors also, Jack Black has a drug problem uh, of heroin and crack. And then we go over with Ben Stiller. He's listening to the news report. You know, he watches Robert Downey Jr. talk about acting. He's so good at acting. And like Mike mentioned, he has had a pigment alteration. So he could, like we've said. And the reporter talks about how Tug Speedman, he doesn't have a family, is past 40 and on the verge of a flop. And like this reporter is just fucking going in on Ben Stiller, like nobody's business. Like, <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you know, pe- people who are close to you say, like, you know, like this is like your last chance. And Ben Stiller is just like, there, there are there are people close to me. What? It's, I love I love that. It's just it's just Maria Menounos and this one asshole is just like, man, they're really she's really shit in the bed. And they're like, well, damn, Maria, I'd love to see you step in and do it. Come on, <laughs> you're so cool. And they also mentioned that a uh, Tug Speedman was in a movie called Simple Jack, a movie. Oh that, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, a movie that sees uh, him play a man with an intellectual disability who uh, can talk to animals that is called one of the worst movies ever made in this universe. Have they seen Gotti? It's have they seen Bucky Larson? I mean, it's it's I, I well, my favorite thing is also the fact that Simple Jack is I, I don't know if they've said it. I'm sure they pro I'm sure they have. Or they at least, at the very least, allude to it in the movie. Simple Jack is 100% in my head canon based off of I Am Sam, which came out like four or five years prior to. And if you have not heard of I Am Sam, listeners, you watch the YouTube video and you will go, oh, motherfucker, they made Simple Jack. (laughs) They fucking made Simple Jack. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure so, they also. I'm pretty sure they do mention I am Sam, or Robert Downey Jr. mentions I am Sam later in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does reference it. 
<laughs> so then uh, Tug's agent, you know, um, or a, hit one of like a worker or someone comes and hands him a phone. It's Matthew McConaughey as Rick Peck. He's the fucking agent for Tug Speedman. Matthew McConaughey is also in this movie. Vincent Slaughter himself, or whatever the God, fuck his right. name is. You're, you're right. This is this is like the second or third time we've talked about Matthew McConaughey. Is there is there a third time? I think this is the only the only two yeah, times. I was I was like we we have we'll we'll do a Matthew McConaughey month at some point and go down. Oh, the McConathon. No tiptoes. Remember, we oh, tiptoes. Tip- there we go. Oh, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, we did do tiptoes. Oh God. Two out of the three, <laughs> two out of the three movies that Matthew McConaughey has been in uh, that we've covered on this podcast have uh, had some interesting portrayals of certain people, uh, certain groups of people. I should say. Damn, damn, damn. He does. He does have a really bad rap of of representing a certain group of people. Is first it was first it was uh, first it was rednecks. The next it was little people, and now it's <laughs> now it's the differently abled. You're like, oh, lovely. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, anyways, they talk. Uh, Tug is feeling that Kirk is a better actor than him. You know, he's feeling a lot of insecurity, and then we cut to uh, Damien. Cockburn stressing out with Bill Hader in Vietnam and this guy like Les Grossman is just on their ass we go to some meeting room where Les Grossman is on a, is on a TV zooming in and talking to them he's he's looking for looking for Damien Cockburn Les sees him he's like hey where's the key grip and then tells the key grip just to punch <laughs> Damien in the face as hard as he can again again this is the first time we see uh, Les Grossman and again Asking a key grip to just deck your director in the face. One, I respect the power that that takes and the Mm -hmm. confidence it takes to turn and go, I know I'm in such a strong role that I can turn to a man and go, punch him. And he'll just do it. Like, that's nuts. But also, so, so much of Tom Cruise's character is put on screen and you understand it entirely. Mm Mm-hmm. With, 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 I think three sentences. He says three sentences. Oh, I know, I know what he's about. Now, the important question here is who would win in a fight between Les Grossman and J. Jonah Jameson? I just, it'd be a tough Les Grossman. I think it'd be a a fight. It'd be a fight to the death, I think. See, see, the thing is, see, the thing is, is J. Jonah Jameson would turn and just, he would speed talk slash roast him. He'd be like, what are you talking about? You don't know anything. Blah, 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 blah. You just really lay into Les Grossman. Les Grossman, I feel like, would genuinely physically assault J. Joe Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson would just roast him. Les Grossman would walk up and just punch him in the face and scream at him. Les Grossman's like, I'll give you pictures of Spider-Man. And then reveals that the words pictures of Spider-Man is tattooed on his fist. Yeah, it's that is the most Les Grossman shit on the planet. To just tattoo the word pictures of Spider-Man. And then just punch J. Jonah Jameson in the face. Okay, so anyways, let's get let's let's keep going through. We got Les Grossman. He's pissed off. Fourleaf, the actual guy, speaks up in like creepy dialogue about like real deep shit. He wants to take the pansy actors like into the deep, and uh, yeah. So we go to the beach later, where Damien's drinking. He's not sure what to do, but then Fourleaf is like sitting out on under some tent, talking more deep platitudes. And Fourleaf is like, "No, you got to put that them in the shit." 
put video cameras in the forest and, you know, give four leaf and Danny McBride, the explosives and just film the movie. And Damien's like, okay, that's interesting. I like it. So now we cut to a helicopter where five actors are getting dropped off in real deep shit, Vietnam. And hell yeah. Hell yeah. So Damien's monologue is like, oh, you are no longer actors, but you are real men. We got Stiller, Black, Downey, Baruchel, and Brandon T. Jackson getting dropped off in the middle of the forest all alone with the director. And Damien is like yelling at everyone, like takes away their cell phone. Studio wants to shut down the movie, but they can save it. And they want to, you know, capture like everything. So they're going to be filming in the woods. It's going to be a real movie. And then Damien compares himself to Jesus Christ. And well, he goes to meet him because he steps on a landmine and then fucking blows up and dies. But I love it because this happens. He goes, all right, everybody, are we ready to shoot a movie? And they're like, yeah. And then he steps on a mine and just explodes. And my favorite thing is because the setup is Okay, so we've got cameras hidden. We've got the script, and it's all on you. I just love that every everyone is like, I don't know about that man. I feel like he's actually dead. And then Robert, and then uh, what is it? Tug Speedman is like, mm-mm, mm-mm. this is real. This is real. And it's just, it's just so great. Just the fucking, just the everyone is on the same page except for one dude. And that Mm -hmm. one dude does not budge. (laughs) Yeah. So, and, but between this scene, we also uh, cut deeper in the woods and we see uh, a militia in the forest, just living their life. And they hear the explosion. And again, like Mike said, Ben Stiller is just fucking like, he doesn't buy it. He's like, Oh, it's a, it's a, fake head what do you know and you know he picks up the head and starts like licking it you know they're like it's just a movie guys it was all funny you see the militia like they see this through the woods and they're like oh these guys are fucking crazy but and then we (laughs) (laughs) it's amazing i love that you just it's just the man is playing with a head and viscera and the, the fucking the fucking drug traffickers are just like yeah, they they mean business. They they throw they throw down, dog. They, dude, they throw down. Dude, those guys fuck. Those guys fuck. <laughs> they just turn to each other and they go, "Can I just say it? They fuck. Like they they fuck." <laughs> so uh, we also go up and we see Danny McBride and Four Leaf somewhere else in the woods, and apparently McBride's a huge fan of Four Leaf, and Four Leaf is just being menacing and all that. So try to get in contact with Damien, but we go back with the actors and, you know, Jack Black is just like wandering off and returns just feeling fucking awesome. And then Stiller tries to direct the actors and they try to like run through the scene and do the ad read. But then Robert Downey Jr. just pipes up and is just like, yo, assholes, this motherfucker's dead. There ain't no mind freak freak shit here. He's really dead. I love I love the ad libs that old Kirk Lazarus does because it's just the most over the top shit. It just every time it feels like every time he does anything remotely close to an ad lib, you could just see Brandon G Jackson just turn. He's like, 
man, shut up. He's like, what the hell are you on? Which is just so great. But yeah, it is very funny because everyone's like, oh, okay, let's go in and like do our part. And he's like, no, 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 no. This guy's straight up dead. So the rest of the actors think he's being a dick, but then they start getting shot at and Stiller's like, oh yeah, this is all part of the movie. The other actors are like, this does not, this feels real. But then Stiller runs out and starts shooting his fake gun and the rest of the actors are like, all right, well, fuck it. And start shooting. Then Danny McBride blows up some C4 after yelling big ass titties that scares the, the uh, militia and they just fucking run away. And, you know, everyone's hyped up except Robert Downey Jr. who's like, something's not quite right. So then they start wandering off. Wandering through the forest. Jay Baruchel's being a huge nerd. Dan McBride's still trying to get in contact with the director, but we're not getting anything. Uh, back in the woods, Jack Black tries to do drugs out of, drugs out of a jelly beans bag. Uh, and Stiller's like miming commands. And then we go later where Stiller and Robert Downey Jr. talk. And, uh, yeah, this is where we get the... Um, how can I the the never go full R word yet yeah, scene, and it is uh so, they're talking about Simple Jack and uh, yeah it it's, it certainly it's, it's something it's, it's okay all right <laughs> we're obviously dancing around the obvious here yes they are minus minus the obvious flagrant use of a of an outdated word which yes. we are all the wiser for not knowing this shit is funny as hell <laughs> i am sorry like this is again again it is I a mean, misuse right. of the word but damn it this shit's funny like he's like he's like you sitting there just going like Horace Cup, he even got laid. And he impressed Nixon. And you're like, God damn it. You're just the entire time. I'm just sitting there in the year of our Lord 2023. Back then, back when this thing first came out, I was laughing. Now I'm just sitting there with my head in my hands. Just like, just, just guilt laughing. Just like, oh my God. Yeah, I think, again, I, th- I think I'm in the same boat as you. Whereas like, again, back in like 2008, we were in middle school. And like, this was th- just the funniest shit ever. But nowadays, I'm just sitting there like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. You're sitting there going like, oh, no. As you're like, you're, you're quietly snickering to yourself. But you're also going like, oh, god damn it. And I think that's a good way of putting a lot of the comedy, the offensive comedy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, back mm-hmm. in, like, we could laugh at this back in the day. But then now it's like. We're, put, we're just like, oh, no, no, no. You're like, oh, oh, god damn it. So back at the beginning, we see Dan McBride and Fourleaf. They come across the director's dead body and are like, oh, shit. This isn't good. And, you know, Fourleaf wants to try to leave. There's a little bit of a scuffle that happens. And then Danny McBride removes the hooks of Fourleaf and they get captured by the militia soldiers who overheard them. And Fourleaf has his hands a, a, a fucking con man a, fu- a fucking liar in hollywood stolen I, valor I never would have guessed i i i i can't wait towards the end of the movie where they where they where he gives context and i'm like damn hell yeah but this this poor this man is just stolen valoring all up and down just vietnam so back in the woods with the actors they stop to rest and jack black is trying to you know get more drugs but a bat takes his jelly beans and robert downey jr goes to talk to jay baruchel and uh, rdj says and eh, something's not quite right he wants to get a hold of the map he walks away then ben stiller walks up he goes to talk to jay and you know he wants you know jay on his side he wants the map but still but uh stiller will be the only one looking at the map you know help you know 
Jay might end up winning a Kids' Choice Award for this movie. Just fun stuff. Then the- I love that. I love that. He just turns and goes, they might slime you for this. And he's like, I... I'm like, I'm like, I guess I'm like, cool. G- good on you, movie. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. So the bat from earlier falls. OD'd. The bat attacked Jack Black's face, and he's also all out of jelly beans. Now we're up in the sky. Danny McBride's hel- held hostage by the uh, militia, and they fly into a village. We go back in the woods. Actors are looking around. They're at the Dang Quak River. They got to cross it. So it's like, look. I know it's a river. Robert Downey Jr. keeps saying he's he, they're lost. Jack Black says my skin hurts. I understand. <laughs> I understand Jack Black. It's, it's I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't say like I got bugs in my teeth or some crazy shit like that. Also, just just a really just a really small touch that you see Jack Black doing when he's fiending. You see him just just shift his jaw left and right mm-hmm. as he's talking, which Again, I'd, I'm, I'm not saying that this is like deep experience or any crap like that, but like you, you have the, you have occasionally seen one person off the side of the road who's doing that. And you're like, mm, I know that that's a bad idea. You're like, you're like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't know. I think he just maybe walked walked around downtown LA and just like looked around for like two hours and was like, Oh my god, okay, got it. Yeah, exactly 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 all he had to do was take a take a walk through la and just see like two homeless people and he would okay that's what it's like all right cool all right perfect and then uh ben stiller is just like saying like you know so confused he's like i can't i don't believe you people and robert downey jr takes offense <laughs> to this and he says what do you mean you people and then al pacino says what do you mean you people what, like what do you mean you people <laughs> I love that. It's just funny, man. You're like, oh, you're like sitting there going like, oh, Jesus Christ. As you like, you just, I quietly am just closing my eyes going like, oh, God damn it. It's like he says it. So people are arguing. Ben Stiller is like shooting in the air. He's like, okay, forget it. Let's just go. They are, uh, Stiller and Robert Downey Jr. They, they argue about dieting for some weird reason. Jay is like, you know, like, we're going the wrong way, but then uh, Jay Baruchelli starts having a meltdown. Robert Downey Jr. asks Jay to like take them to the drop zone. Stiller still thinks like this is totally insane. There's supposed to be a unit. Stiller's like, you know what? Fuck this. He goes off and walks through um, his way, and the other actors walk their own way. Ben Stiller's going to go make this movie by himself. I hell yeah he is. Hell yeah he is. I, I love I love the I love the tenacity. For you as an actor who, let's be real here, we saw his house, probably hasn't, you know, worked a hard day in his life, you know, probably wasn't in Boy, hasn't been in Boy Scouts, you know, for a few years, is just like, I, you know what, fuck it, I can survive in the wilderness. I love that. I love that he, my favorite part is he doesn't even take the map with him. He's like, you know what, you cape it. I know what I'm doing. And he just sits there and marches off. And I'm like, that is some, that is some Hollywood actor level of confidence. Like not even your average Joe, like white guy mm-hmm. has that level of, I could do this. I know, I know this. He's like, I've pretended to be a soldier. I can do this. I'm Tug motherfucking Speedman. I can do anything. <laughs> Just walking down. So we go to later. We got Sympathy of the Devil playing, which hell yeah. We cut back mm-hmm. and forth between our four actors and Stiller just wandering through the woods. 
Over with the actors, we see Jay Baruchel, you know, talk about why he loves Blu-ray and just being like a total nerd talking to nobody. I love it. I love it. Is This is the most, this is, I feel like I've had this fucking conversation before, unfortunately. Like, just sitting there going like, well, they're really peddling for Blu-ray, but you know, HD DVD is winning out and it's all about which one porn goes with. And I'm like, I'm like, that's damn, I'm like, he's fucking nerd. Listen. I think everybody in this movie gets a chance to shine. Like they do get their comedic chops going. It's exactly everyone. It really is kind of impressive that every single person like, and I mean, everyone like you get everyone from the drug traffickers to Danny McBride, to Nick Nolte, to Matthew McConaughey, to Tom Cruise. Everyone gets a chance to just flex their muscles comedically. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just so great. It just pays off so well. So now we see Jack Black. He's like freaking out. He's like going from hot to cold to hot to cold. Like he's got to take a shit. And the actors are like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going to call it a camp here for tonight. So now we go tonight where it's pouring down rain. Ben Stiller's made a camp and is watching Star Trek on his iPod. That's the most 2008 sentence I think I've ever said in my entire life. <laughs> Hell yeah, he is. It's not the Chris and it's not the Chris Pine one either. So Ben, so uh, Stiller starts to hear something in the woods. He starts freaking out, pulls out his knife, ready to attack, and then gets attacked by a fucking panda. <laughs> now, this movie earlier set up that like he, uh, Tug Speedman has done like a photo shoot, you know, save the pandas and all that. And with that being set up and this being the punchline, just chef's kiss, just so funny, such good dark humor. It's it's so good it's so good to see the gun fire in such a majestic way. Like seeing Chekhov's gun just fire off and it's just it's a fucking panda of all. Like I sat there well my favorite part about it was is that during the whole scene it's just a flash and you see teeth mm-hmm. and he's like and Ben Stiller's like struggling going like oh my god no it's going to kill me and then he wakes up and he says wearing a panda for a hel- for a helmet and I'm like oh is you just sit there it's just great that the movie pays it off in such a tense break sort of way like there's the tenseness leading up to it and then they just cut it in such a great way. So uh, back in the militia town, we see Danny McBride and Four Leaf are tied up trying to figure out what's going on. And this is where we get what Mike was talking about, where Four Leaf says, I've never been out of the United States, but he was in the sanitation department of the Coast Guard. He wrote the book <laughs> as a tribute. He's a patriot, you see. He Stolen, <laughs> stolen valor. How dare you, good sir? <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, I went to... I went to San Francisco and it was very dirty and it was scary. It was very scary. <laughs> I can't, I, I, I was so scared. I basically was in Vietnam, you know, cleaning toilets in some part of San Francisco. And what a great like casting choice to get Nick Nolte to play the uh, Vietnam yeah, War veteran. Above because, all else. Because like, I'm sorry, but if I just saw a dude on the side of the road, I would be like, yeah, no, he, he was, he was in Vietnam. Like, like 100% just in Vietnam. It's just it's just the perfect casting. Just to have Nick fucking Nolte play play the four, play the OG four leaf. Like it's so great. It's genuinely fantastic. And now we go back in the woods 
wearing, like Mike said, wearing the severed head of a panda still is just existing. And he gets a phone call he wasn't supposed to get from Matthew McConaughey. Still is like fucking losing his mind. Being like, I killed the thing I love the most. He killed a panda. And, you know, Matthew was like, kept thinking he was saying Amanda. So he thought he killed a hooker. But as Stiller is talking to his agent, the militia soldiers sneak up behind him and chokes him. And Matthew McConaughey, like he mentioned something about like, oh, did you get the TiVo? Did you get the TiVo? Did you get the TiVo? Like that's a whole, that's a whole bit throughout this movie is that Matthew McConaughey yeah. wants to be sure that Ben Stiller gets his TiVo. <laughs> he gets his TiVo. It's, it's important. It's, it's, it's important. Then when Ben Stiller stops responding, Matthew McConaughey is just fucking on his way. Cause damn it. Ben Stiller's got to have his TiVo. He- I, I love I love the determinate the the weird determination in this in Matthew McConaughey's eyes because what's really what's really funny about it is it's it's all you can definitely see this is you can definitely see the wildness in his eyes mm-hmm. as he's marching through Les Grossman's office he just looks so like like my mother fucking ate, my mother fucking actor did not get his motherfucking TiVo and I will I'll have someone's head for this dude i want to if i ever like make it big and need an agent i want one like like motherfucking matthew mcconaughey who just fucking storm in and just fucking cuss out a studio exec to get what to get what's in the contract that's that's great i really do love that i really i really man that that that's a that's a dream agent right there so back with the four actors, we see Jack Black, more withdrawals, Robert Downey Jr. and Al Pacino have conflict uh, very for very obvious reasons. I don't think I need to go into detail uh, about that. <laughs> where, where, uh, Kirk, uh, where Kirk Lazarus quotes the theme song from the Jeffersons. If you've seen it, you he know. The fucking, he quotes the fucking Jeffersons. <laughs> that shit was so funny. Oh That's my favorite because, like, he's sitting there trying to like give this really hardcore speech about like acceptance, and then, and then you just see Al Pacino's face go from like just start to screw up, and he's like, "What the fuck? This man? Are you saying this? The intro to the Jeffersons?" <laughs> Oh God, I love it. So okay, so yeah, then Jack Black sees a buffalo. He's gonna, he's you know, gonna get the buffalo. That buffalo is gonna be a central part of this movie. So we go back to the militia village. We see Ben Stiller has been taken hostage. The villagers are all looking at him, but Stiller thinks he's still like in part of the film because there are security cameras around. And he's like, ah, I get it, and starts like spitting on soldiers and everything. Back with the actors. Jack Black rides a buffalo, then throws up, then sees the militia village. I love Jack Black in in this movie so much. He's he's just it's he's got his moment in the sun's coming and his moment in the sun is some of my favorites. <laughs> Every like I said everyone in, in this movie has something you can quote. But it's, it's it, it, that's one of the things that makes this movie so good. It's so <laughs> fucking quotable. It, it do I feel like that's also one of the reasons why Superbad and like uh this and 21 Jump Street are mm-hmm. so completely memorable is because everyone has a quote from each of those movies. It's like, it's you you know your quote mm-hmm. and you can just recite it and at least a couple people are going to know the quote. <laughs> so now Jay is thinking it's an actual POW war camp because, you know, he's a huge fucking nerd. But it's actually a heroin processing plant, which Jack Black looks up and is like, did, did you guys just say heroin? That's okay. I, I might need to make a run down there. 
I love that. He just looks, he just gets a look in his eye because he sees Jay Parachel goes, Oh no, I think they're processing heroin. And Jack Black is like, Oh shit. He's like, Oh hell. Oh no. And they also see Ben Stiller getting tortured. Stiller thinks, you know, that he's being filmed. So, so he's thinking he's fine. Then we go in the village headquarters where Stiller gets dragged into the, to, uh, to meet the leader of the militia, a child smoking a cigar named Tran. And, you know, Tran's thinking that Stiller's DEA, but Stiller still thinks this is a part of the movie. And as he, you know, Tran starts hitting Ben Stiller's, but Stiller stutters through some words saying, you know, don't hurt me. And Tran's like, wait a second. Say that again. Then all, then like he says it again, then all the villagers start kneeling and Tran's like, you are Simple Jack. And the town like loves Simple Jack because it's the only movie they have on VHS. They, they just love this movie so much. They think it should have won an Oscar. And when Ben Stiller hears someone say that, the look that he gives, like to the can, like just over to the over to the guy that said, you know, that movie should have won an Oscar. It's just like so sincere, and it like it just says, <laughs> it, like the, the look. It just says, "Aw, thank you." Really That's so great because it it very quickly turns from, "Oh my God, you guys are so nefarious!" to you know what? You guys are not half bad. I do think I should have won that Oscar. Thank you. <laughs> so Stiller's like, look, can, can I be let go? But Tran's like, no, we're going to get you for much more money now. Now we go back to L.A. Well, Matthew, This is the scene Mike was talking about where Matthew McConaughey rushes into Les Grossman's office being like, huh, fucking TiVo. Hell yeah. But then Matthew McConaughey gets a call from Ben Stiller. He puts him on speaker. And on the other end, it's the Flaming Dragons. For $50 million, they will return Ben Stiller. And Matthew McConaughey thinks it's just like an acting agent. But Les takes the phone and then yells to them, Fuck your own face! <laughs> it's it's just I, so... It's, top, it's top, magic. Dude, top 10... Dude, top 10 anime villains. Les Grossman's got to be at number one. I... I... Oh my god. This is... It's my favorite because... I didn't think Tom Cruise could be as hysterical as he was in Tropic Thunder. Like, I genuinely did not think it could be. Like, but the fact that he just leans back and he's like, fuck your own face. And then he just proceeds to lay into this person who he has no idea who they are. He just screams at them. And... And it's just... It's just so great. It's so funny. But what comes best is after he hangs up the phone. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you tell it, Mike? Why don't you tell it? Okay, I'm so glad. I wanted you I wanted you to pass this to me. Because they hang up the phone, and of course, Matthew McConaughey is like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> and he is just sitting there marching around going like, I want to know who is that, who that is. And... I don't think we get to the actual good part yet, um, but it's coming soon, and I will I will go into great lengths describing why why Les Grossman is my favorite character in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> so I go back to the village where Tran well, walks on a makeshift stage and introduces Simple Jack, and you know a man just takes out his dentures and just puts it in Ben Stiller's mouth. Uh, and, you know, he's going to perform the whole movie or he'll die. We go back with the other actors now. They're, they talk, try to figure out what to do. Robert Downey Jr. tries to give a motivational speech. They got guns with no bullets. Jack Black has an idea, though, from the movie the, from a movie that he did. Build a catapult out of logs and underwear. But, you know, everyone just kind of runs past it. 
And then Jay's like, well, screw it. Why don't we just do it like they did in the book? But apparently no one else read the book or the script. Robert Downey Jr. again with a line of the fucking one of the lines of the fucking movie says, I don't read the script. The script reads me. Great. If you need Love if it. you need an Love example it. of how untitled this character is, it's just that in a nutshell. My God, God, he sounds like Jared Leto. <laughs> I mean, honestly, well, well Jared I'm, Leto wasn't. I'm not. I'm, Jared Leto wasn't big like that when this movie came out. So, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, so the plan is for the two to go in undercover <laughs> as a diversion, then the other two sneak in via the river. Cool, awesome. Back in L.A., Les Grossman and the boys all figure out, you know, who the flaming dragons are, and the feds are there too. And Matthew McConaughey is just like, what the fuck is going on? Bill Hader, he's also here. He's like, everything's under control. And then they also get they get a phone call from the Flaming Dragons and they're like, yes. they need $100 million or he dies. Les Grossman does more Les Grossman type things. Was it this scene you wanted to you wanted to focus in yeah, on? Yeah, 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 yeah. I jumped the gun too early. I'll, I'll, I'll hop in. It's essentially les grossman tells tells the flaming dragon to go fuck themselves hangs up on them goes we don't negotiate with terrorists and everyone claps approvingly which is which is it feels it feels like it feels like that's part of like their written contracts that they need to clap whenever les grossman makes a declaratory statement i mean dude honestly but, like if this is par- this is parodying a big budget hollywood executive i would not be surprised if no, that clause no, is you, honestly it, in a contract no, no, no. Specifically, they're portraying Harvey Weinstein. Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise came out and admitted it. Like mm-hmm. they're a, he actually got Les Grossman from Harvey Weinstein. So, and you know what? Knowing what we know now, that's unsurprising. That's completely unsurprising. So it's and then after that, he turns to Matthew McConaughey and he says, "Look, you can either." Go out and be an idiot and have a conscience and save your friend. Or, and then he throws on Usher and just starts getting down with Bill Hader acting as a hype man. And he's like, do you want a G5? And he just starts awkwardly dancing. And then you just hear, you just hear Bill Hader from the background go, welcome to the goodie room. And it's just just the, it is the funniest shit I have ever like I had to pause because I was like crying, laughing. But he's so funny. I just—it's that's a couple's costume for Halloween. Next Halloween, you go, you go, you go as Les Grossman. Your friend or SO goes as goes as Bill Hader. <laughs> Say welcome to the goodie room. Welcome to the goodie room. Now we go back to the militia village. We're still just <laughs> performing Simple Jack, and the actors watch from a distance. Robert Downey Jr. is like. I, I got to give him props for his acting. You know, he, he's gotten better. And Jack Black, is he's still having withdrawals. He's going to hang back and watch the mission. He tells Jay, like, he's like, no, no, no. But Jay's like, we need you. Jack Black is, confesses that, like, he's on drugs. And Jay is just like, word? Like, I, I, <laughs> that's not really surprising. So what, what they end up doing is strapping Jack Black to a tree so he doesn't go um, – because doesn't go do heroin down in the militia village. And yeah, so back in the village now, still it finishes up his simple Jack routine. Rounds of applause gets taken back to the headquarters. Robert Downey Jr. has to get back, you know, making his disguise. Al Pacino this is back at the camp, decides to help him knit. In the headquarters, Stiller takes off, you know, simple Jack makeup and a child brings him a little twig man, Oscar. That's so nice. Stiller names the child Half Squat and Half Squat <laughs> call him 
Papa. <laughs> he, could, he calls he calls a child half squat, which is so awesome. Like, okay, so uh, back at the actors' camp, uh, they all and the buffalo they look up at the stars, and Jack Black is tied to a fucking tree. I love this scene with Jack Black because it, it it'll just it's, be like you know a normal conversation going, and then Jack Black will just just pipe in with, with just the most offhanded shit you've ever heard. It's so it's so out of pocket. It's so out of pocket. That's the word because they'll sit there. Thank you. It's just it, it's just so funny because they'll be talking. They'll be like. <sighs> Do you guys, do you, do you miss like your life, your life back at home? And you're like, oh yeah, that, that. And they're like, and Jack Black's like, guys, I'm feeling a lot better. You know, I think, I think I'm ready to come down. You know, let's talk about it. And they're like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, your mom's a whore. Like, <laughs> hey, remember, hey, remember back when I called your mom a whore? I'm, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. So uh, as, the, as the guys are talking, Jay reveals he doesn't have a girlfriend. Robert Downey Jr. asks if Al Pacino has a girlfriend. And it turns out he does have a special someone back home. But it's a very complicated issue. They ask, well, what's, what's their name? And Al Pacino says, Lance. And all the actors are like, wait, did, 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 did you say Lance? But Al Pacino's like, no, no, no. no I, said, I, I, meant, I meant Nance. I'm Al Pacino. I love the pussy. And, you know, Robert Downey Jr. with another great line is like, man, everyone is gay once in a while. It's Hollywood. Like, <laughs> I love that. That's great. But my favorite, my favorite fireback. I, no, you go I, I want to say, say, I want to say this one. You've earned I gave you, I gave it. you Les Grossman. You give me Jack Black. You've earned it. You've earned it. You've earned it. <laughs> but then Jack Black says, Alpo, if you untie me right now, I will literally suck your dick. I will cradle your balls, <laughs> stroke the shaft, work the pipe and swallow the gravy the way Michael Flaherty does it. <laughs> Absolutely, fuck. You know what? Fine. The, this shit's funny. So hell yeah. All right. I was really hoping you were just gonna follow through with like the absolutely and just not realize what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Just just unconsciously just be like, mm-hmm, I do swallow gravy. No, it's the the funny thing is is just like it's just that is the crowding. Just I'm just like. I'll stroke the shaft, swallow the gravy. Dude, what I would do it all. What I would do to go back and sit in a theater and just watch this movie with just the howl. Oh of my laughter. god. I would I would that would be fantastic. That would actually be great. I would totally kill to have that again. So the next day, Robert Downey Jr. walks down with a buffalo with a Jack Black on his back, and they're all wearing a disguise. Farther down the river, Al Pacino and Jay wander through the river. Robert Downey Jr. He approaches the guard, speaks Chinese, and shows the guards Jack Black. You know, he captured somebody. We go in the village where a soldier tells Tran that you know, another foreigner has been captured. Robert Downey Jr. comes up and talks with Tran about the foreigner while Jay and Al Pacino sneak in and they each run into different buildings. Al Pacino finds Danny McBride and Fourleaf tied up and they, you know, untie him. Out up front, Tran tells Robert Downey Jr. to leave as they take Jack Black hostage. You know, and Danny McBride wants to get his explosive, but Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, I need to go back to my poppy field, which causes Tran to stop. He's like, wait a second. I thought you said rice patty. And Robert Downey Jr. says, oh, I, I grow both. But then Tran asks to take him where, where his farm is and you know, pulls a gun on him. Things aren't looking good. Robert Downey Jr. then pulls out his fake guns and just starts fucking shooting in the air. It's just hell yeah. He's like, I'm a lead farmer, motherfucker. And Jack Black is in his mm -hmm. underwear trying to pull out a pistol and the actors have the place held hostage except for Jack Black. He just wants to know where the drugs are and he fucking takes I, Tran and just I, runs off. 
I love that. He steals Tran and he's like, he's like, guys, I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. And they're like, you know what? We can't act surprised. <laughs> Just keep going. So Jack Black and Tran, they run into a building. Alpha holds down the soldiers while Jay and Robert Downey Jr. go looking for Stiller. They go into a building and split up. Danny McBride gets his explosive flamethrowers and shit. Jack Black tries to put on clothes. Robert Downey Jr. and Jay go sweeping up a building. And Robert Downey Jr. finds Ben Stiller, but he's different. He says, Ben Stiller says, I'm already home. My son gave me this twig, man. You can just see Ben Stiller just off his fucking it's, rocker. He's he's literally just snapped. He's gone full Joker where he's like, this is my home. I am him. I am that guy. <laughs> now over with Tran and Jack Black, we get a little fight scene between Jack Black and a child. <laughs> <laughs> it's This is, again... Good shit. Just like the fact that this movie is just throwing down with just a kid and Jack Black is just great. I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but uh, Jack Black is a uh, is has like is blonde in this movie, which oh yeah, even is better a fu- is a fucking golden choice. I I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is magic every time you see him just with shaved blonde hair. You're like, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And another th- another thing I want to point out to this movie's credit is, as I've been going through, there's been a lot of quick cutting. It's constant cutting, but I am able to keep track of what's going on. You know, because each character is identifiable. Each character has their own traits and this has their own story going on and interacts with their surroundings in their own unique way. So when we get to a scene like this one, I am able like, OK, here's Al Pacino. Here's what he's doing. Got it. Here is Robert Downey Jr. and Jay going through this building. I get it. Danny McBride and Fourleaf. I get it. Like it makes sense. <laughs> it's great writing mixed with great editing. And that's it, something it, we it can is. learn from this good movie. It's, it, it is really good that the, that the movie has created the two duo like all duos for each of the people and everyone's going together and it's just everything fits really well it's all edited in a really nice snappy sort of way Mm -hmm. like it doesn't feel like it lulls too much in one place or another everything it does not waste any of its time dragging with one duo of characters so now Jack Black tackles a child, which knocks him to the floor below, which has heroin there. <laughs> Hell yeah. And up front, Al Pacino's cornered, uh, but Danny McBride has explosives and shoots at soldiers. Jack Black is back, about to do heroin. Jay stops him from doing it. They're like, listen, Jack is like, but they only laugh at my farts. And then he gets guns pointed at them by soldiers. Jack Black think, thinks it's the end, but then he farts. The soldiers laugh. And then with two fistfuls of heroin, Jack Black just fucking presses it against their faces and then like runs off with uh, with Jay. And then we get a huge fucking yeah. action scene. It's awesome. Up with uh, Ben Stiller and Robert Downey Jr. Jay and uh, uh, Jack Black enter. And Robert Downey Jr. says he's he's on tilt status. Thing, things aren't looking good. And um, we see outside more soldiers are arriving. Four Leaf wants the flamethrower. Danny McBride has to go get the chopper. Uh, Al Pacino's about to get caught when Four Leaf comes in with a flamethrower with Robert Downey Jr. He's trying to get into Ben Stiller's head. It's going over the heads of everyone. Robert Downey Jr. just has a fucking meltdown. The dudes are just fucking emerging. So Kirk Lazarus falls on the ground. He is not his character. And he's just going through all of his characters, all these different accents. He's just removing <laughs> it's the, the blackface and reveals himself as Kirk 
Lazarus, an Australian guy. It's what's what's great is the movie obviously plays into it because it's a joke and it's mm-hmm. it's funny. It is genuinely a funny scene. But what is kind of nice is that it shows it shows character growth in a in a, weird in, a, way. in a in a weird way. But it feels correct. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Like you watch it as a character, and you're like, hell yeah, Kirk. You're learning that you're not an ass. That that's kind of an asshole thing to do. But on top of that, it's also just it's showing character growth, which is kind of a necessary in every movie. And it's with with comedies, it feels like is easily overlooked. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of nice to see big, obvious character growth, even if it's weird as hell and funny. Yeah. So Jay speaks up and is like, dude, we all got issues. You are all so insecure. So everyone starts handing out compliments. Jay is like, we need you, Tug. So they fucking take Ben Stiller, who's still on like his weird tilt status things. They all run outside. We see a bridge just being rigged with explosive. The actors drive a giant military truck away from the militia village. They grab four leaf. Trayon has a rocket launcher that he shoots at the truck. It explodes and everyone jumps out except for Jay. We get a moment of calm. Ben Stiller <laughs> wakes up. We see Jay Baruchel hurt. Sorry, I read ahead of a line and it's uh, Jack Black screaming about his ass. Being <laughs> It's my favorite. It's, it, Mike, you it's, have a lot of favorites with this movie, dude. It's it's so good. It's so good. But what I what I love about this scene is is I'll I'll totally I'll totally give you a chance to rest. It's so his ears are ringing, and he's doing the it's the it's a it's a similar scene shot to the first part of the movie where it's the war and everything's chaotic. Jay Baruchel has his intestines out in the in the first part. This is a callback to that, but in a realistic sense, because Jay Baruchel is just knocked out and dazed. Al Pacino is completely cognizant, and Jack Black is rolling around screaming about his ass as they're all getting ready to leave. I, dude, I love this so much. Ben Stiller comes to, he's out of his tilt status. They all start running towards the chopper. The militia's after them. All the actors cross the bridge except for Ben Stiller. He calls out for Robert Downey Jr. Four Leaf is, you know, going to explode. Stiller wants to stay. You know, he's got a connection to the militia people. He has a son. He's got half squat. And Robert Downey Jr. again is like, who in the crikey fuck is half squat? <laughs> That's so. I love this. That's such a good response. so many great lines. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is that? I love that. Who the crack you fuck is half squat? So Stiller turns around to go back to the village. Robert Downey Jr. is hesitant. They all start running back to the chopper. The actors get in, but we hear gunfire. Stiller comes running back with half squat on his back, stabbing him with a knife. <laughs> being like, I was wrong. I was wrong. Blow up the ring. Help me. So Fourleaf like fucking gets out of the chopper. Runs to help. Stiller fucking takes a child and throws it <laughs> off a bridge that does a Wilhelm scream and spirals in the air as it falls. <laughs> they get cartwheels. It's, it's it's cartwheels. And the best part is you can obviously see that it's a doll flailing around too, which makes it almost funnier. The fact that the movie made it be an obviously fake doll goes screaming into the water. Oh, God. So... So Fourleaf blows up the bridge as Stiller's running across and Stiller gets knocked with a blast, except he's not dead. Stiller comes out of the fire and does like the platoon pose that they did at the beginning, then collapses. 
Robert Downey Jr. was like, oh, guys, cover me, even though they don't have any weapons. <laughs> and Robert, <laughs> that's my, I, I love that. So then Robert Downey Jr. runs up and checks on Stiller. They have like an emotional moment. It's like, I know who you are. You're my friend. You're my brother. And Ben Stiller, he, he gets a tear in his eye, something he couldn't do at the beginning, which, again, callbacks. I love it. It's, yes. Even in comedies, you got to do callbacks, everybody. So Robert Downey Jr. picks up Stiller, but the militia is still here. Tran aims his rocket launcher at the helicopter when, out of fucking nowhere, Matthew McConaughey appears being like, don't worry, guys, I got it, Ben Stiller, I got you the TiVo. Like the fucking Amazon delivery guy driving out to the fucking <laughs> boonies. <laughs> He's like, he, I just... I think McConaughey's character in this would be the best Amazon driver. He goes, I may have trekked from Seattle to Alaska, but here is your ice cream, sir. (laughs) So all the actors are confused. Tran fires the rocket launcher. Matthew McConaughey fucking yeets the TiVo in the way, intercepts the missile, and then Matthew McConaughey just runs back in the woods, sprinting after the chopper. We transition to the Oscars. Ben Stiller wins an Oscar, and all of his friends are there too. And Al Pacino there is with Lance. Lance Bass. It's 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 Lance Bass. I, that's a joke that that's a joke that like missed me like when I first watched this movie. It's, but now as I'm older, I'm like, okay, that's it's pretty fucking. Yeah, crazy. as a as a middle schooler here, I, I'd be fucking stunned if you got a Lance Bass joke. But now now that now that we're older, I sit there and I'm just like you got to be shitting me. <laughs> and we end with Les Grossman watching with Bill Hader, more quotable lines, some banter. Let uh, Bill Hader leaves, and then Les Grossman starts fucking dancing, and we get our final title sequence, and once you fucking know it, that's this movie. Mike, do you think we got canceled talking about this movie? We, 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 we definitely got close, but I think we came out the other side unscathed. <laughs> kind of like the people making Tropic Thunder and this movie. Yeah, Jack Black got a broken rib, but I mean, yeah, with the exception of him. <laughs> I think it was like uh, at the end of the, when the production wrapped, Ben Stiller gave out shirts to the crew that said, I, don't, not, I can't remember if it was I Survived Tropic Thunder or I Survived Ben Stiller's uh, Comedy Death Trap. I really hope it's that last one. <laughs> I just either way, either way, it's hysterical. So, dude, I got to end this with saying, man, the jokes come a mile a minute. I forgot how much fun this movie is. It's got a shit ton of rewatchability. You're going to you're going to go back and you're going to catch something new every single time. (laughs) It absolutely cannot get made today. Like this movie got made quite literally at the last possible moment. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right as the tide started to shift away from that stuff, we got in one last banger before the ship left the port. Like, it's so good. So, so good. Like, it has problematic language. Like, that's a fact. But I'm pretty sure middle schoolers have said much worse. If Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Again, this movie is a prime example of when big budget, big stars, and quality all intersect in a very memorable experience. And hats off to the soundtrack of this movie as well. Yes. It's satirizing war movies with the soundtrack by picking the most popular like war movie soundtracks. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. 
Exactly. They're sitting there doing, they do everything from For What It's Worth by Buffalo Springfield, which is the, hey, stop, what's that sound? Sympathy for the Devil, The Temptations. And then they even toss in some silly stuff like mm-hmm. Low by Usher and Get Back by Ludacris. Like it's, it's just good stuff. <laughs> Dude, this one definitely qualifies as a movie number one for sure. Mm-hmm. Not a background Absolutely. movie at all. You have to be paying attention with this movie. Mm-hmm. One hundred percent drink per joke. There, you don't even need to like think about the the drinking rules to this. If it's funny, you drink to it. You'll be freaking pissed drunk by the end. Mike, just how how many gigantic masculine pectoral muscles do you give this movie out of ten in terms of manliness? You know how most guys have one Y chromosome. I'm getting two. That's how manly I'm feeling. Oh, what would that be? That'd be a birth defect. (laughs) Sorry, that that fucking threw me for a loop. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Go follow us on X, YouTube, whatever the Instagram, that one. Sorry, I did it in a different order and it had me confused. It had me fucked up. just you know what just call it twitter for the folks in the back all right it's we no one calls it fucking x i I, sure okay well i'll try anyways guys thank you so much for tuning in mike do you have anything you want to say as man vember rolls on man vember is gonna take a take a take a turn to the left for a good old holiday holiday blockbuster movie for the for the thanksgiving season stay tuned for that everybody All right, guys, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.